Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say, yes. If you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B action movies. I'm John Campbell. Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, we continue our February video game Valentine's Month uh, oh, here on yes. the show. Oh, what a gift! It's what, been. what a, a good gift. gift! What a but gift! But it is a gift, as we've talked about. Yeah. There is no better subgenre of film than the video game adaptation. They nail it every time. They're always so yes. good with these properties. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my that, that's my ongoing theory that there has not been a bad video game uh movie not a one I, I not ever i don't believe it exists no yeah. it really doesn't and so we've continued to gift people with these by bringing on guests to the show and joining us for the first time i, I can't believe it's taken this long to get him on the show our friend reed morris is with us hey, well, hey everyone <laughs> hey, hey i'm reed morris happy to be here I'm not happy that we watched this thing, but I am happy to be here. <laughs> it yeah. is always, we always say this. It's like we have all of our friends on the show, and then we go, are they still our friends after they're on the show? <laughs> our the line is getting uh, thinner between yeah, friendship and, and, <laughs> and uh, just mere acquaintance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Reed, yeah, we, uh, we, we gifted you with uh, 2008's Far Cry. Based on the, not the video, at the time, not the video game franchise, specifically the first video game in the mm -hmm. in the Far yeah. Cry series, uh, mm. directed by, it's kind of shocking it's taken us this long to get to him, Lisman, the notorious mm. Uwe Boll. 
Yeah, and uh, we were talking about this month in particular uh, because we could have done a whole month on Uwe Boll bad video game adaptation movies. Programming this month, it was really hard not to make every week an Uwe Boll movie because he's just yeah. He, almost his entire career has been video game adaptations. We know if he likes video games. Like, why? <laughs> why is this his like yeah to die on? Well, it's, no. he's he's moved out of it now, which is interesting. But yeah, okay. Uh, at least I think he's he into like period dramas. Is that kind of <laughs> uh, historical? Yes, historical actually, thing. we've we've talked about this. Uh, he made a <laughs> he, he he did make a Holocaust movie, which I can't even begin Ooh, to imagine. Yeah. Uh, must be god awful. Uh, he's gotten Ooh. into more. He's been doing a, a a series called Rampage, which is not based on the games. Um, which again, you'd think because it's Uwe Boll, but yeah, no. yeah, no. But he he seems to have gotten into. Um, satirical, almost political commentary thrillers. I think something in the, oh. sort of in the, I, I mean, not oh, to no. the quality of, I think he's going for that sort of John Carpenter vibe where it's like, I have things to say and I'll say it in a genre. Um, mm, okay. But he, he, he shouldn't. <laughs> no, it's not the worst idea in the world to emulate like a, an incredibly successful oh. and like influential uh, filmmaker you know what I mean like that's not necessarily the worst path to go no on, no I uh, can I say I'm looking at his personal quotes on IMDB and I think here's a very interesting one in which he said at one point I do not play video games at all mm. <laughs> well, so that, that might answer your question <laughs> It certainly does. It really, really does. Yeah. It's weird. It doesn't show at all. It, it, it really captures the, the properties. Really feel, yeah, yeah. I, exactly. I think There's I a think lot of care. People, in, in the, in once the again, in the, in the level of quality that all these video game movies are at being so high, he really does it the best, does he not? I mean, he's given us such classics as House of the Dead, Alone in the Dark, Blood Rain, mm. Uh, yeah. In the name of the king, a dungeon siege tale. Yeah, classic. That's oh, a classic Uwe Boll right there. Classics right there. Yeah. He's and he's done yes. what three or four Blood Rains, and then I think three uh, dungeon siege movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. But just one Far Cry. Why? Uh, I think Far Cry started making too much money, and I, I don't think you well, could buy into it anymore. I, the interesting thing, when I when I told people we were doing this, and, and Reed, I, I'll ask, ask you, were you aware of this movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, when I was, like, I want to say, like, 12 or whatever, I was Googling, like, fun action games for, like, my, my PlayStation, mm -hmm. and Far Cry came up, and then it was, like... It's Far Cry, and the Far Cry movie, I was like, there's a movie for this? Well, I wonder cause... if it's any good. And it's like, <laughs> I haven't thought about this movie in mm, 20 years at this point, you know, almost. That's, so, that's yeah. The, yeah, because well, the thing that's interesting about it is whenever I tell people, I'm like, we're doing the Far Cry movie, people go, there's a Far Cry movie? Because as mm. you bring up, for the success of the game franchise, which is a big franchise, I mean, it's a big title that oh, yeah. people know, uh, for there to be a movie that hardly anyone's heard of and got basically no play is very interesting. And I think a lot of that comes down to another piece of trivia about this film is Uwe Boll got the rights to this when the game was still in development. Right, yeah. He was on um. this way early. So basically, I like that they call him video game enthusiast Uwe Boll. We just heard that he isn't. 
But he's very much not. It, yeah. One might assume he is based on the fact that he uh, adapts mm-hmm. so many of these. Um, now, is this a uh, Scott Pilgrim scenario where the <laughs> the rights to the movie were purchased before the thing came out, and so they kind of had to work in tandem with each other? No, I you know, think so the movie. I think he had the rights, but I think the movie was made after the game had already come out. Okay, so okay. so the original Far Cry uh, was developed, if I remember correctly, by uh, was it uh, Cry the, the the team that it made is Crytek, Crisis, right? Yeah, Crytek, Crytek, right? And then eventually that got purchased by Ubisoft, yes. right? They no longer developed it because they were going to start developing Crisis. And in that time period, um, Uwe had like got the rights to it because just mm-hmm. like, hey, cool, I, it, it was cheap, right? Right. Um, and in the same year that the Far Cry movie came out, Far Cry 2, the first Ubisoft version, Right. Um, yeah. Developed version came out. So in a weird tandem, like here's the new game that we're doing, and here's the movie that's based on the first game. Kind What's of, weird about know. that is it, Far Cry Two is, I think, where the series really started to pick up steam. Oh, you know, a lot of attention and was that, was. I'd say that's pretty common in video games. Oftentimes, yeah. sequels are kind of where things get perfected in games yeah. which are kind of different than movies yes. in a lot of ways i mean although i think that's changing now we're seeing better sequels but it used to be a movie'd be great and then there'd be sort of an inferior sequel i feel like games mm. often they improve with that second game and it's usually when yes. you're talking about games sometimes i think people who don't play them are often like well do i have to go back and play one and two and a lot of times you're like no just start with the third one or the fourth one or whatever the one that really locks mm. into it is um, yeah yeah but yeah, and very I... rarely do they have like that. Even even something like the Witcher uh, video game series, you don't really need to jump that's, into the earlier ones. That's one of the first ones that comes to mind. With I definitely started on Witcher three, uh, like a yeah. lot of people did, because it was like, oh, I'm hearing this is great, and I kind of had that thing where it's like, people go like, you can play which, although find even finding Witcher one was impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because <laughs> I'm not a PC gamer. So it was sort of like there really isn't a Witcher one for me to play. Uh, yeah. So I think that's so I do think that's interesting here, and I I, I have to be reminded because I did play the first Far Cry when it came out long long ago in in two thousand four, um, and oh, I'm trying to yeah. be remembered. This is basically the plot of it. This movie sort of. It- it's genetically engineered or altered animals yes. instead of people, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's that's more expensive though, because then you, we already saw the we already did the super animal movie with Primal, the Nicolas Cage movie we watched, mm-hmm. and that yeah, had bad CGI. Third movie, we, yeah. That's what. That's why they were avoiding all. Because when I think of Far Cry, I think of like uh, an island filled with a bunch of wild animals yep. and like uh, little bases you have to you have to take out or the, whatever. The other like, thing, animals are integral to the to the equation. Absolutely, and I don't. There's not a one in this movie, is there? No, no, I don't believe so. <laughs> Uh, so. There's the theoretical uh, animals of the whales, but other than that, you know, we never get <laughs> to true. see them. Yeah, the whales. The disappointment of this whale. film. In fact, yeah. a plot point is we mm-hmm. don't see the whales. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. the hilarious runner of that. Uh, Reed, I don't. Did you look? Because uh, we do play a game on the show where uh, I try to make Lisman guess the budget of the movie. I don't. Did you look up the budget? Do you know the budget? 
Um, I, I, I don't remember what it was. All I know is it, it, it flopped pretty hard. Okay. Yes. Well, Lisman, I, I want you to take I know your best. It made a lot less money than it cost. Well, so I'd That's like, I'd I like you both then to take a guess at what you think it costs to make the movie. Looking at you know, 2008, what do you think this thing cost? Having just seen it off the top of your head, I know, no, we're as always, we're not box office analysts here. But uh, what, do, no. what do you think, just looking at this? If, if your Marvel movie is $200 million plus, what does this thing cost? $12 12 million. $12 million is a, is a list yeah. of I'm, I'm, I Do I, do I go... Do I do prices right rules? Yeah, yes, yeah. And just be like, yeah, eleven. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's, let's go a little bit crazier. Let's go like twenty-five. Ooh, that's pretty close, Reed. Thirty. 30, thirty million. Okay. Thirty million. I know it's a pretty Where shitty looking thirty million. Box office worldwide gross seven hundred eighty-three thousand. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's a complete disaster. That's a that's all. That's the thing that gets me. That's like, impressive, honestly. <laughs> that's how, yeah, that that that's so bad it reverts back around to being impressive yeah. that something could bomb yeah. that much. Yes. That you could it's it's like you could make that much money. Now I'm like, wow, you can lose that much money. Uh that means right, yeah. no one saw this thing. Uh yeah. at all. I don't yeah. know Which what kind of release it got. Why nobody knows it. No, yeah. it's it's so weird. Even I remember this vaguely coming out and it just getting i remember hearing it was coming out and then it just not being anywhere like nobody booked this movie uh yeah. it, it, i don't know what kind of release it got now it's available for all the lovely amazon customers on amazon prime video folks you can watch it over there um it's got a 3.2 rating by the way there you go mdb so well that you know means people love it that means people love it. Yeah. Lisman, a certain uh, a certain friend of ours on Amazon might have yeah. opinions about it. Excellent. <laughs> we'll get to him later, but uh, let's let's dive into this movie. I think we've yeah. talked about Uwe Boll as the director here, but he didn't write. Did he write the script? No, he no, didn't have any. He has written some. There are three credited writers: Michael Roche, uh, oh, who I see has written oh so many classics like. Alone in the Dark, House of the Dead. Seems to be an Uwe Boll writer. Yeah. All the writers are... Are his, are his guys? Yeah. Yes. It exactly. looks like. Yeah. So he's got... Oh, that's so sad to think. He's got his team. Like, yeah, I'm with Uwe. Yeah. <laughs> Uwe Boll is the Nick Fury of video game adaptations. <laughs> You're part of a bigger world we're putting, now. Yeah. We're putting a team together. Now, Uwe Boll... Here's the thing about... Do you remember he was also a guy who was going to box film critics, people? Because his movies, uh, Uwe Boll is kind of, I feel like, left. He still makes movies, but just doesn't quite. There was a period of time uh, when all of us were in college, sort of that time, right? When it was like there was a lot of talk about him on the internet. And that was mm -hmm. when he was going, I will publicly box anyone who gives my movie a bad review. He wanted to fight mm -hmm. critics, and because it was sort of a thing where it's like there was a lot of stuff where it's like Uwe Boll's new movie gets zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes, kind of thing, right? <laughs> and so he was like, it was it was sort of a thing where it's just like here's another piece of shit from this guy, which is also just this weird, weird that he made so many of these when seemingly yeah. none of them were successful. They were almost just 
like they were almost greenlit out of just like curiosity, almost something like that, where you just go like people. Know, it's almost just like word of mouth. I think sometimes some studios, and we're talking real low budget studios, are almost just like, well, he's a known quantity, so good or bad, right. it's sort of the no press is bad press kind of attitude. And because he's made so many, so many movies, you have to think some of them made money, right? Like I'm, I would. I'm looking it up right now to see if any of his uh, movies do. were yeah. actually profitable. That's. I mean, the, you you're right, Lisman. It's got to be. You don't. You don't get to. I mean, people make. I mean, he doesn't spend much, so that helps. But I was gonna say, like, sometimes people get to make one movie and it doesn't do that well, and they never get to work again. Uh, right so it's tough it's it's just so interesting i mean i think a lot of his financing comes from foreign locations that aren't maybe as uh discerning discerning as 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 an american studio or that profit driven or i mean i think he he always has once again somehow he gets these video game rights too so that's yeah. that has a built-in audience, but there's sequels to these movies, right? Like, why would they keep making Blood Rain movies unless they made money? I don't right. know. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. but they're all Blood terrible. Rain has two point nine to ten on IMDb. Oh man, I look oh, forward. There's a sequel. There's a sequel to In the Name of the King. Did you know that? There's there's two sequels. One of them has Dolph. Okay. Our boy yeah, Dolph. that's the one I'm looking at. There's another Life one. Just keeps getting better, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> We've seen the first in the name of the king. We have not seen the oh, sequels. Classic. We have seen the first one yeah. that has weirdly is Jason Statham. That's the one that he kind of had legitimacy on for some reason. I don't know. Yeah, if Dungeon well, Siege or something. Talked about a lot because of that movie. Um, I mean, it was bad. So it's know, bad, but that bad. one he had like we had he had some of our favorites like Statham and. Uh, Burt Reynolds <laughs> awkwardly placed Ray atop Liotta. a horse. Ray Liotta, uh, Ron Perlman's in that. Yeah, those are good actors. Right. John Reese Davies. Uh, yeah. So I I don't know. That's weird. But uh, I I think I think a big problem here to jump right into it is this sure. leading man, Till Schweiger. Schweiger. Till Schweiger, <laughs> who is great as Hugo Stiglitz in Inglorious Bastards. Which came out the following year. It came year out the following year. But yeah. I will say, I'm not sure this guy should carry a film in the English language. I'm not getting that impression, no. <laughs> no. And, it, and it's one of those things where it's like, we're, we we don't want to bash on actors. Because as we all know from working in, in film and stuff like that, actors are, are, are usually the sort of last in line of having control of a movie uh, for the most part. Right. But I will just yeah. say, this is also a situation where I think just command over the language he's speaking is doing a lot mm-hmm. of damage to the performance. Yes, and the script that he's going off of is already bad. Oh. So when there's the language barrier and a bad script and a director who is either hands-off or incompetent, I don't know, uh, that I, he's doomed to fail, it seems I like. don't get the sense Uwe Boll is working hard with actors to craft performances right maybe he's a bit more special effects oriented although those not are not after seeing this film yes. <laughs> well i'm not saying those aren't good, good either but now i'm curious what he would consider his speciality in, in directing because there's a lot of facets of directing well you know? I, I i in in my brain the idea that uh uve could like 
crank out a movie really quick. He's uh, like he's probably really good at being like we've got a script ready to go. We can get it done for this budget, and here we go. We're not going to spend time on it. Point shoot movie done. Right. Yeah, that right. would get you pretty far, uh, yeah. especially in. Feeling. I think especially in in the action shelf realm, I think the idea of getting things in on time and under budget gets you a long way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, as we were talking about beforehand, this is not the worst directed movie we've seen by any stretch of the imagination. Not even close. Not even close, yeah. But it's some level of competency. Like, I, I think before we started, it's like the thing that I said was, this is a movie that I've seen. <laughs> you know, this is one of them. Yeah. It, yes. It, I, this is time I won't get back. But like at the same time, that time is just like, okay, well, what was I going to do with an hour and a half anyways? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sort of the thing is, it's, it's uh, there, there wasn't, oh, well, there was, uh, I will talk about any time this movie tries to be funny were the only times I was actively bashing my head against a wall, like, oh my god. But for the most part, the movie does just kind of go by innocuously. Like, it's... Yes, it's a base level of competence, but the thing it's not doing is trying to do anything beyond just absolute standard rote material, right? Right. And I think that is reflected in like almost every single thing in this movie lighting sets yeah. costuming locate all of it is just like how do we maintain the most inoffensive level and mm. and get it out the door yeah and, it's, and we yeah. got far cry uh, it's well yeah. and that's that right off the bat something you mentioned about like lighting location something immediately this movie does not capture about that game is one of the things i think about that game is how vivid its colors are that bright mm-hmm. blue water and everything is kind of sun-drenched jungle and here we are in the murky grays of montreal you know to save <laughs> because money because it's cheap because it's cheap and so much of it's at night in uh-huh. darkness and i'm just going yes. man you are not at all capturing the vibe of the games in that sense yeah like location is kind of as we're talking about because it's sort of the same game put on to different mm. uh you know locations and aesthetics location is so important to the far cry franchise and here's a movie that is just like i don't know it's just like an island they don't yeah. even mention where it is right i don't think they say specifically where they are i don't know if they do as far as i can remember it's just um, generic but it, so lo- generic. it looks like canada you know because yeah. we see so many movies filmed there well I, um, listen i think we're to the point now where we could pick canada locations out of a lineup from doing this show we know vancouver pretty well from this show I doing this show yeah. and watching all of the x-files yeah uh, yeah we're we're in i mean because i'm looking first, at i said montreal first five earlier. seasons of yes X-Files. yes before they moved to la yeah. and the whole aesthetic yeah. of the show changed um but like yeah looking at this i, I said montreal earlier I, I i should have said vancouver we're in surrey and vancouver and almost everything we watch all of our movies are pretty much either shot there or bulgaria one yes, or the other the big two. and i actually feel like bulgaria might have been better for this because at least it would have had maybe more so. personality yeah it wouldn't i don't know there wouldn't be like that island uh it'd be something like, though yeah it'd be well something, i yeah. mean given given the, the the far cry video game series uh like 
at this you point. You don't necessarily have to, at, at this point, you know, years later, we don't necessarily have to go to an island, but the, the idea mm-hmm. is it's a, it's a far cry. It's something different and, and, mm-hmm. and far away from your, your everyday thing. And uh, our, <laughs> our journalist uh, character drives a couple hours and is there. You know, oh, boy. at no point is... you're like, I'm in some fantastical, <laughs> magical, like secret hidden place. It's I chartered a Reed, boat are you... an hour. Are you saying they completely misunderstood the title of the video game? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not me? saying that because, you know, Uwe's guys are listening right now. They're, hey, oh, yeah, they're I don't want to box him. I don't want to box this guy. So, knock, knock, knock. You know, Reed just... Morris, I'm here to fight you. No, not again, Uwe. <laughs> That's Come on, right, we can't again. keep doing this. I think he challenged yeah. Michael Bay to a fight at one point, too. I'm pretty sure he did. Really? Yeah. They actually go oh. through with the fight? No, not the Michael Bay one. He did fight a film critic, though. That did happen. Mm. Really? Um, yeah, Michael oh, Bay. Um, you know why? Because this guy is a fuck. Michael um, Bay doesn't give a fuck. He's a little He's a fly to Michael, on Michael yeah. Bay's, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, it was one of those things where it's like, Uwe, come on. Don't pick a fight with Michael Bay. Like, it's just that guy. I, yeah, I know you think you're hot shit, but you know you're not Michael Bay. Uh, when are maybe, they going to let me? Maybe they're going to let me direct one of the Transformers. Um, I, I could do know it. Michael Bay. I have replaced him. <laughs> I think he was saying stuff like that. And he goes, and I'll, I also love the idea of I'll prove it by beating him in a physical fight. That will prove I'm the better filmmaker. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> It's a, uh, I think it's an eleven-year-old's logic. I think you're I, I, behaving like you're. I do think you, you speak to something about that. You you you're right on about that. Read about. There's just a lack of scope here. There's a lack of. If this is an adventure genre, there is no adventure to be had here. Uh, no, that's something no. I think. Uh, Listen, you and I were fairly positive, mildly positive, I should say, about the Uncharted movie, uh, which is yeah, not, it's not amazing, know, but it did. Fun. It did capture a globe-trotting adventure vibe. And to be fair, that had probably, yes. you know, five times the budget of this movie, at least. Yeah. Uh, but still, it is sort of a thing where it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, he really tries to capture, well, I, I don't know how much, but he really, he does try to capture the sort of shooter aspect of this, I guess. Like, there are sort of like, but it's it's the roteness of the whole movie's time. It's sort of a checklist of like, Jeep mm-hmm. chase, boat chase, gunfight, you know. Uh it's it's all just and, and all of it is done okay, but like yeah. it would be like okay for like these are about the levels of shootouts you're gonna get on an average episode of NCIS. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh and I will say, uh the story structure of this movie does have a lot of similarities to video games that were made in the early two thousands. Sure. I will say that. Uh, it does have a very yeah, video game the, logic to it, right? Like, and and exactly, like literally every every moment in this movie was basically, uh, uh, oh, what's what's the term when you have like an NPC following you around that uh, an escort mission, an escort yeah. quest, yeah, yeah, I, either the reporter or the uh, uh, oh, God. punchline fat guy. Oh uh, God, funny fat sidekick, yeah. no. No, he's just the food guy. He's just the food guy. He's ju- yeah, he makes that <laughs> abundantly clear. Boy, oh boy, yeah. when we meet this guy choking down a hoagie, literally choking down a hoagie. 
It is like, truly, good yeah. Lord. Listen, I feel like this guy will come back come the end of the year when we're talking about worst performances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't flat. His performance was not flat. No. Uh, like the other characters, but it was didn't fit with anything else that that existed in this film and it, he was not funny which was the entire purpose of him was, being in this movie, here's a here's so. a question was anything funny in this movie no <laughs> absolutely not definitely not no. no uh this movie is kind of i don't this movie has a pretty low opinion of women and it has a pretty low opinion of fat people i was yeah. expecting it to be racist at one point uh or or even homophobic but it, it didn't it, it didn't never quite got there that didn't quite get didn't there. quite get there but it it did have the first two it would have had know. to have included so. anyone of color or uh of <laughs> non-heterosexual it, it also people. did not include yeah yeah that is very true weirdly enough i don't think this movie even has the energy to do those things right yeah you know well, it's like they they were so tired in the writing room to write these jokes that they may have been funny to a person who hasn't slept in a couple days, but to the actual person, it's just like, well, yeah, that's the thing we talk about. I don't think it has a high opinion of women, but I also don't think it has the energy to actually be anti women either. That's the thing where it's just Mm -hmm. like, uh, I mean, because yeah, it's just it's all lazy tropes is really what it's real lazy tropes. Let's talk about uh, the movie opens up. In the first of, I mean, this, I mean, obviously, Far Cry is so inspired by action movies to begin with, the games, but this movie starting off lazy with the action movie references with this very Predator ripoff opening. I was, I was like, okay, great, now it's going to be a Predator ripoff. That always goes well. Do you want Predator, but without any of the cool designs or action sequences of Predator? What if the Predator was a big albino man? Yeah, Let, let's talk about these genetically enhanced soldiers that are the central threat of the movie. We'll we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll we'll say that's that's true. They're they're designed the by the argument. Uh, probably the uh, another actor I like Udo Kier, uh, who's yeah. a legendary uh, uh, German character actor. Is he German? Yes. Mm. Uh, Udo Kier, uh, who I just saw uh, doing amazing work. A lot of German actors in this movie. A lot of German, yeah, a lot of German German filmmaker, Uwe Boll, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of German actors. Uh, But Udo Kier is sort of a go-to creepy guy in horror and genre stuff. I mean, he's got a great voice. He's got a great voice, very piercing eyes. You know, he has a presence on on, on. and I don't think he's—I don't think he's yeah. bad in the movie as much as he's just sort of an almost a non-entity in the movie. Weirdly, for mm-hmm. being the main villain, he's pretty low key. Yeah. He's not in it a lot. It's—it's yeah, it's kind of yeah. weird. Uh, I just it, and the villains of Far Cry games are like one of the key components. Uh, it's what brings you to sort of the whole know, marketing the of the most recent Far Cry game is that they got Giancarlo Esposito to be the villain. Right. Well, and I, I unfortunately for like the the games and the comparison between the games and this uh, specific outing is that sort of focus on we're crafting interesting and complex villains didn't happen until Far Cry Three. That's true. Right. That is true. So you yes. know, but just in general of trying to write a movie, this guy is just sort of like I don't quite know what he wants. I mean, he's he's. He's a mad scientist character, but he's not 
mm-hmm. mad enough. Once again, I've seen Udo Kier give more insane performances. I highly recommend if anyone's not watching Hunters on Amazon. He's the main villain this season on Hunters, the the Nazi hunting show, and he is amazing and terrifying and really mm-hmm. good on that show. Whereas here, it just yeah. feels like he's... I don't know if he's checked out or if they just don't really have anything for him to do. Probably column A and column B. They don't have... Well, they certainly don't have anything for him to do because... I mean, what is the like? What is the the guiding star behind writing the script? You know, what is the narrative uh, push and pull here? Like, right. what are this? Because because the movie's not trying to say anything other than <laughs> this is a stupid action movie. Yeah, uh, this villain doesn't really like his motivations are murky because this movie has no. Opinion. Well, and they they almost give something about like the military industrial complex but then they kind of just steer out of that poor uh don s davis who plays this military general who's your go-to general actor as soon as this guy Mm, shows up speaking of x-files listen you you clock him as scully's father oh yeah yeah we Uh, were Maggie and I were quoting the X Files uh, well, a lot. And also, movie. but for sci fi nerds, he's General Hammond from Stargate SG 1, that he was a regular on there. I spent a lot of my youth watching that show. Uh, so immediately he reads as, I'm the general. And he comes in for one right. scene. <laughs> this scene really made me laugh. This is something we talk a lot about a lot on, um, on my monster show, Campbell and Jones Meet the Monsters, which is they come in. So he's built this island full of these genetically altered soldiers, right? He's got an island full of these, as mentioned, big, beefy albino soldiers. And they Mm. demonstrate that he has created bulletproof skin for them. Yes. That's the greatest scientific achievement of... And (laughs) because they can't control... The whole thing is they have to keep the soldiers sedated or they'll go nuts and kill everybody. The, the the fact that this general would be like, well, then we don't want the whole thing. Shut it down. Don't. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Seems like he's gone pretty far. Maybe give him some more money to keep working on it. He's right. Exactly. Like, he's figured out one problem. You yeah. Know, now he just needs to solve the other. But it's problem. something we talk about a lot on Meet the Monsters, yeah. where it's like Frankenstein. Often in Frankenstein movies, like Doctor Frankenstein will have done something truly amazing, but because it's not perfect, it's like ah, burn the whole lab down. And you're like, wait a minute, that's right. not how science works. Right. But I just thought that's nuts. We figured I mean, out how to split the atom. Like, okay, well, hold on. Like, what what use is this? Yeah, we're just splitting atoms. Okay, let's just scrap the let's just scrap the whole fucking thing. Um, sorry, Reed. What were you gonna say? Well, and and, and I think by that same extension of it, it, not it's not perfect. Well, there's their weak points are the eyes and the mouth, right? Okay, they haven't also taken that logical extension of just like okay, we'll give them a bulletproof helmet or something like that and then they're done yeah. done you have it you've figured it out i do love um, yeah and, and this this movie just doesn't bother to have the energy to make that next narrative leap in any sort of logical thinking from from almost had, any of its characters have to put all their r&d into the bulletproof skin though so like you know they did they just didn't have the resources and the time to make helmets, no. helmets right all of the, the the money that they spent on hiring the mercenaries <laughs> uh they couldn't slap a helmet on I, uh on 
No, on, no. on any of them. Yeah, so, on, yeah. on was it Uncle That's Tough? Is it Uncle Dan? What's the guy? Uncle Max. Max. Uncle, Uncle Max. Max. That's what yeah. it is. Who is actually? I think is probably my favorite character out of all of them. He, he Uncle I, Max. I, I think Certainly he the most has interesting. I think he has the most to do in this movie. Actually, I think he is. I think he is our protagonist. Weirdly I think, enough, I think you're right in terms of actually having an arc of any sort. I think you're 100 percent right about that. And listen, this is a guy who plays Uncle Max, Ralph Moeller, another German, uh, who we will talk about again on this show in not too long. Uh, he's in a number of action shelf movies. Uh, he's also in Gladiator. He's one of the gladiators in Gladiator. So that's pretty. And he's good. a big, intimidating looking I f- dude. You know? I feel like we oh, see he's a large. lot. Yeah, I feel like we see a lot of side actors from Gladiator in these action shelf movies because I think Ridley Scott just went and got every big, broad-shouldered, muscly guy in Hollywood to be amongst yes. the army of Gladiators in that film. And so we, but all those actors got clout from being in Gladiator, and so a whole industry was created. <laughs> Despite the fact uh, they're from, like, you know, to the side of Russell Crowe, right? Like, well, right, they don't have exactly. any lines in it; they're just in it. Yes, <laughs> they just they, have to look intimidating. And he barely has any lines in this movie. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Though I think he may be the most interesting character in terms of actually going on any kind of journey here. But yeah, so he's he's built this. I also love the speaking of the mercenaries. When these guys get loose, they know to aim for the eyes and mouth, and yet they try to shoot them in the chest time and time again. Yeah, not well, very it's good hard. mercenaries. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> again, they had to spend all of their money on the bulletproof skin. They couldn't afford they really, to hire the best of the best. They really the went all in on the bulletproof skin. Uh, I love that yeah. the mercenaries have their own little thing about like, hey man, we're not cool with this anymore. At a certain point, like yeah. we we have to yeah, chart the, the of feelings this? of the of of some of them. That's the other thing too. The movie has like two groups of mercenaries. Some are loyal yes. to Doctor Krieger. Other guys are like not cool, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This uh, this movie stumbles on the smallest bits of an idea, right? You yeah. know, and and again, never bothers to to follow through on any of it. I think one of the only things that ever happens in terms of like character arc is the leader of the like security force, not yeah. the mercenaries, and mm-hmm. and the moment that he is like, all right, that's it, we're done he gets finished, and you're like, okay, well, I who else am I supposed to root for in this yeah. movie? And by the way, that mm. character's name in the credits read Leader. Mm-hmm. Leader. <laughs> Fantastic. Now is that a is that a first name or a last name? Yeah, unclear. I just love the idea about like they they're even just like he's the leader of security, so his name is Leader. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Mm. This guy has played such memorable characters as Pinstriped Mafioso in X Men: Days of Future Past. Uh. Ah, uh, classic. Who could forget the pinstripe mafioso? I, I certainly couldn't. <laughs> Another guy, or or oh, even better, prison guard in Deadpool two. Oh, the Ooh, legendary yeah. prison guard, one of Deadpool's greatest villains. <laughs> yeah, I think he won. Was he nominated for a Golden Globe? Nominated, yeah, and and yeah. it's one of those okay. it's one of those controversial decisions that he didn't win it. He really had the public's campaign for that. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was rooting for him. I but, think it did. Uh, yeah, it speaks to the general laziness of this. And so let's talk about uh, our two lead characters. We'll talk about Jack Carver sure, in a second. But the, the, the impetus of the story falls on Valerie Cardinal, who is a, I guess, report. I mean, she's a reporter. And they, I don't know. Is, is she meant to be in sort of a Lois Lane mold? That's kind of when I got initially. Like, that's as much character work as they've done i feel like it's like you know one of those lady reporter types is don't think about it (laughs) don't think about the character's backstory because there's going to be guns later there's going to be guns (laughs) later and uh albino dudes with big arms don't think about characters at all Mm -hmm. we don't have time for that no it is just sort of like and in the marketplace that is these movies for divorce problematic divorced dads as we oft talk mm. about that is the target audience of these movies uh she's super hot so what does it matter uh this is yeah and uh, she fits into the mold of a lot of these movies where what's a what's a uh career driven woman in these types of movies what kind of career are they allowed to have and one of those is reporter and that, um, is, that is from the game. If, if I remember correctly, you are escorting mm-hmm. as Jack Carver, a reporter, uh, to the island. And I think similarly to this, I th- she might actually have more to do in this movie than she does in the game. I think she's like instantly just captured, yeah. if I remember correctly, and you're just trying to save her in the game. Sounds uh, right. I don't yeah. think she's really much. I mean, they're really, in that first Far Cry game, there is very little plot in my memory. Yes. It yes. really is, you know. I mean, in, in as much it's a as thin, it's a thin veneer to justify going around and taking out bad guys. Yeah, know? I mean, it, it's sort of what you're talking about. Listen, with a lot of those mid two thousands action games, were sort of just like, yeah. I mean, the, I I remember just the whole thing was just like you're on an island full of bad people and you have to shoot them. That's about as much as I remember plot wise of anything going on there. You know, it's the later games that get into like uprisings and rebellions and stuff as sort of the central I will say uh this is a manual of uh, Voyeur, I believe is how you pronounce her name. Uh Voyeur. Uh who sure. is a, a working actress in many, many things. Does a lot of T V. She a great gig of being the extended girlfriend for Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men um you know work is work man it's just a paycheck yeah Uh, you know is she good or bad in this what does it matter you know like i i think we've seen probably a better performance in uh another uh film saw two uh (laughs) actually yeah her character is compelling in which is you don't think of saw being a bastion of character development right um but she has more to do in that movie than she does in this one where she's given the idea of being a protagonist and yeah. ha- sharing screen time and, and carrying a movie. And that doesn't happen, which yeah. is strange. Uh, this yeah. is not the only yeah. Uwe Ball movie she's in. She's also in House of the Dead too. So <sighs> good, I guess. <laughs> and, and like what, what does she actually, how does she contribute like yeah. when they're on the island together and well, he's taken out all the bad guys, what is she contributing? Well, Cause we're to introduced to her dynamic. telling her uh, editor played by action shelf, regular Michael Pere. My God, mm, he's classic. in a billion of these movies. Uh, Make that, that money. Well, I won't, I won't chase that paper. anyone yeah. for, for, for cashing Always, in that check. We, we all are, would we love are. to do it. We are. Oh, well, any of us would happily be in an Uwe yeah. Boll movie. No question about it. Uh, 
No, and that's the thing. We always that's why we always try to be very detrimental to the actors because we know that's that's hard stuff. And we always say good for anyone. It's why we don't be, we see a lot of soap opera people. Hey, that's totally good work. Hallmark Channel Absolutely. movies. That's solid money, man. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I don't besmirch anyone in that uh, field. But so, yeah, we're talking. And Michael Furry pops in for, what, an hour's work as this editor or something? It comes in for like Seems a like it, yeah. Oh, you got to think. But she says she has a contact. I just love this. Like this whole thing about like, I've got a contact who says there's an island full of secret military experiments. And of course, that's her <laughs> uncle, Max, who we've talked about, right? Yes, yes, that is correct. And he, uh, and this and this do evil doctor has a history of doing stuff like this. So this isn't the first time he's had an island filled with genetic experiments. I'm on my I'm on my fourth island of experiments. Uh, the other three they just went so bad, you know. But this one, uh, fingers crossed. Used to work for uh, Doctor Moreau. Uh, <laughs> that w that did not go well. So things, here I am. Things did not go well with Doctor Moreau, but uh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it is just it's it's just so and this guy going like, mm, well, yeah, follow up on that. <laughs> Look into well, creepy doctor with a mysterious island. He's like, I'll, I, you don't want me to go? I'll go on my vacation. He's like, uh, nothing I can do about that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> end of scene. It's like, okay. End of scene. As yes, she drives, you know, maybe a couple couple hours at the most, as you were saying, Reed, to this mysterious Boy. secret island. Yeah, she's driving, gets on a phone call with the owner of this this boat charter company. Oh. Two characters who are actually, seem like they're having an okay time <laughs> doing this. Yeah. Um, and say, I'll be there in a couple hours, of which you would assume they would already have had this conversation. Otherwise, she wouldn't be driving up there in the first place. Uh but yeah, it's it's vague. It, she's left the city to drive an indi like indeterminate amount of time to secret island cove. Secret island cove. Yeah, secret island like a, in a. It's all in like a an estuary or something. Like it's all in a river essentially. So it's not. It's not that secret, is I think what we're getting to. It seems like anybody can, can just paddle out to this island. You can well, see it from from the mainland pretty easily. Yeah. Not only that, but there look to be it look it it's a very obvious logging operation and yeah. and and, yes. and lumber mill. Well, that will be so important. There are people popping in and out constantly to go to work here. Yeah. So in yes. no way is this a secret place. <laughs> you know why? Because an action shelf movie can't resist having a climax in an industrial setting. It just can't. Yeah. It has to. Yeah. It's just the, these yeah, these true. are the knees. By the way, this this guy who owns the because it's this it's this kind of bantery couple who uh, owns this boat place. Uh, he uh, he's actor uh, Jay Brazou uh, or Brazau. Um, and uh, he's a Canadian actor, and we've talked about boy. If you live in Vancouver, there's a lot of acting work, a lot of yes. acting work. And this guy's yes. in a million things, a million things. But immediately, I'm like, wow, he's got a pretty good. He's the news vendor in Zack Snyder's Watchmen. That's 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 an oh. unnamed part. That's actually like pretty important. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Not bad. I mean, this guy's in. You know, this guy's also in uh, Chris Nolan's Insomnia. Uh, so he's a guy who is in a million things of 
all varieties of quality and budget level. So, and I do agree. Yeah. He's actually he and the wife, they they actually managed to build some kind of chemistry that no mm-hmm. other get because, oh my god! I mean, listen, we're to the shelfies this year. We've added a new category of most awkward romance and this is definitely our first nominee because it's oh my god this comes Till, out of nowhere no and emmanuel verrier uh Voyer have no have the opposite of chemistry it's not even they don't have chemistry it's like it is painful to sit through their scenes yeah, that's true are they better or worse than the whale watching couple at the beginning slash end because yes movie? we'll talk about how we meet our hero jack carver who is a former uh, did they say special forces yes well the so. wife says special special army and then the husband corrects to special forces well yeah she's just um, what a woman. she doesn't what a know great anything. joke you know yeah. how them dames don't know nothing about army talk uh just, yeah uh, what what do women actually accomplish in this movie like are any of them good at anything in this film like it's just no because like, even they, even even the reporter just gets a phone call that this island is out here it's not like she studies you know solves clues to find it yeah i think yeah i think the uh the leader of the mercenaries is good at shooting a gun like twice and uh stabbing a couple people and yeah that's true that's that's what they have that character do that's yeah a, a lot she, of work to do there she's a real yeah. action type of like the stone cold badass lady that's pretty yeah. common in these things too they love that like uh i'm scared of her but she's hot as well uh, yeah. once again and let her step on me you know just taking the uh, perspective of the divorce dads yeah uh, uh that's natalia avalon is that actress uh she's polish okay not german polish um yeah. but yeah completely and different looks like is in mostly polish things you know fine but it's sort of you know it doesn't have much to do in this movie other than <laughs> so, yeah the the best the best thing a female character can do in this movie is she just does some action and doesn't talk basically. yes she hardly exactly. has any lines and she's she's the loyalist to krieger and there's no exploration of that relationship of why she is loyal to krieger not at all it's they don't like, care they don't care about her motivations it doesn't I, matter hell do i care says the people yeah. watching this movie um but yes yeah. we take, meet take the top off <laughs> you know what, what they're shouting at the shocked lisbon there is not any exploitational random nudity in this movie that is this Zubable really known for that I, that that i can't remember because there wasn't I, any in I, uh i, I think dungeon siege is actually pg-13 if i remember correctly yeah yeah uh, i I well no I don't think he's known for it, but I'm sure he's indulged in it all movies at this level have yeah he is PG-13 Dungeon Siege uh yeah I mean he he feels like he would do it I don't know that he's known for it, but it just feels yeah. like this movie feels sleazy enough to do it though it doesn't indulge sure. fully in that way which is interesting yeah not complaining yeah, yeah. please note that is not I mean, me going I wish there was yeah, in that yeah. same note of or like the PG thirteen rating and the the inverse of okay, which way does a film go? Do they lean heavily in the the nudity or do they go heavy on gore? Yeah, and right off the bat, we get some pretty good looking gore. Yeah, 
and then that is done away with for like the rest of the film all of the gore after that is very lazy and just throwing some red paint on somebody it's you know that is interesting you would think this movie would get really gory uh because Mm -hmm. it is rated r but yeah it is sort of like go for the r then this movie if anything you could have backed it off and been pg-13 because there's really not much going on i don't remember there being a lot of language in it probably a couple of f-bombs in there but not really and the sex is all very juvenile uh almost chaste (laughs) like just the acknowledgement that sex exists is about as much as there is and oh god the awful running bit about her rating of his sex is uh just just so insecure it hurt i mean again this is yeah, this is uh, uh, trying to appeal to very insecure, very uh, very lonely ma- men. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is um, this is a lonely guy who movie. Ca- who cares? Like, who has this actual conversation? Well, who has this actual conversation know? that doesn't understand too that like she's being flirty? It's it's a weird. It's also just this thing where it's like she goes, "Yeah, you're a two, maybe a three. and then he's like, "Really? That." That can't be like not to like turn it into banter in like a potential. I mean, it's still dumb, but this should be like a flirty banter. And instead, he's like really worried about it, which is so it's weird really, to play. Yeah. It's it's the only thing he cares about. In yeah. this movie. It's the I only mean, thing he has opinion the, about. It's the only thing he's got going for him right now, because <laughs> as far as we've seen, he sleeps on the boat out in the open air after going to the the local bar and does this repeatedly well, and has to deal yes. with constant like people screaming about the whales in some sort of landlocked oh. lake <laughs> yeah thing wait, or i did have that thought like, what whales yeah. are you seeing out here in this lake in <laughs> yeah. manitoba uh i mean it's a pretty good grift honestly <laughs> if you think about it Oh, the uh, two whales are never guaranteed on a whale watch. So you just put a sign up being like, "Yeah, whale watch." And uh, oh, well, the guess not out today. tourist couple that we see. Ho oh, ho! Weren't we laughing? Weren't we oh, laughing so at this? Funny. This so, woman, by the so way, good. is in some other Uwe Boll movies. No surprise there. He's got his people. No. Um, no. I. What's weird enough about those two characters is they remind me of people who have done something better than that in the couple uh, from Best in Show. Yes. Um, And I was like, okay, okay. I can understand a movie who did this way better, very neurotic, very hyped up and this is not them no it's not but it's 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 like everything in this movie the action and the comedy are all like oh this has the air of comedy about it this has the air of action about to be funny yeah it's like Like, you can tell it's trying to be funny i understand the rhythms you're playing here but it's not landing right like you're just sort of going like "Uh uh-huh yes i yeah it's it's exactly that where it's like yes i've seen this type of couple be funny in other movies this isn't funny, but I understand this uh, this thing. By the way, the woman in this couple is in another uh, video game movie that I think we've talked about doing and probably will at some point, and that is the Dead Rising movie. Ooh, classic. Yeah. A classic. 
I have not seen. So it's it's amazing how how so, well so I've what you're saying away is from all you, of these films. You will come back for that episode, Reed, is what you're saying. Oh, of course, right now. why not? Why you're not? committing to Dead Rising Watchtower is the full title of that. Mm. Um <laughs> and she was also in Watchmen. She played Jackie Kennedy for one shot of John F. Kennedy being assassinated in that movie. Wow. Yeah. That's fact that she was anywhere near a movie of this uh of that like budget well then it's an interesting thing where there's a picture of her at the mission impossible fallout premiere and i'm going was she in that no she was just at the premiere oh where did they have the premiere <laughs> yeah i think that's like well i was nearby so. <laughs> i just i uh i popped in uh held at the smithsonian air and space museum and Washington D.C. Oh, that's actually a pretty cool place to have a movie premiere. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's, but that's... I think she was catering the. Event. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she was waiting on it. She gave Tom Cruise some uh, cocktail or something like that. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. No, he famously doesn't ingest alcohol or sugars or anything that humans have. Um, he, he, I believe, he consumes a gelatin of some sort, yeah. like a blue gelatin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Tom Cruise is a guy. I, I love Tom Cruise, but you know, we know he's he, he, look even. In the words of community, even Tom Cruise knows he's short and nuts. Uh, but like, I would. This feels like Tom Cruise is getting IV injections of some sort of glowing blue liquid or something like that. Is how he's sustaining himself. Uh, and you're yes, just like, I that's, believe, that's. I believe that's true. That's great, man. As long as he makes 34 Mission Impossible's, I'm good with him. Uh, that's all. Yeah. But okay, yeah. Talking about Jack Carver's life, something that once again, this movie has no interest in anything beyond the faintest sketch of characters. He's presented as this like boozy, washed-up guy, but not, once mm. the plot starts on the island, none of that plays into it. There's no point when he seems like he maybe can't do it, or he's washed up, or he fails at something, mm. or he wants a drink, mm. or he's dealing with alcoholism. Nothing like that at all. Yeah, I think it's implying uh, that uh, the natural state of... Uh, manhood is uh one of violence yeah so when when you're no longer within that realm you can't cope with the sort of stand at least that's i think what they're going for or maybe they stumbled into listen violently. i think i think I, I think what you just said is more intellectual thought than they ever put into it making this movie well i don't know john i mean it's it's deeper than you think, you think anyone... ice, it's really the iceberg theory here of the far cry film um, anyone working on far cry uh, said something about the nature of man at any point <laughs> i it, Here's the inverse of that is they said, why don't we have the audience create stuff for us? We're, we're, we're thinking too hard on them. Let's put all of the, 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 the impetus on, on, on the, the audience, you know, mm. here and have them really create a surrogate, a silent protagonist in which oh, we can uh, like have them insert themselves like a video game. <laughs> well, I mean, that is the I mean, thing. That's, and, uh, that's, it boy, is it very worked accurate. out. You know? Yeah, because I mean the, the the any kind of first person shooter generally, and particularly the Far Cry games, I feel like you are a cipher. Your main character is a cipher, and something video games can do because the whole idea is to take on a, a role to a certain extent. Some do it more than others, but when you move to a movie, it becomes tougher, you know, to to get away with that. You have to kind of. I think that's an interesting thing about the Halo show uh on mm. on on paramount that really like pissed a lot of people off 
by having Master Chief take off his helmet and do all this. And it's sort of like, <laughs> you know, good or bad. I thought that show had a lot of weaknesses and I wasn't like a huge fan of it. But it was sort of like, but I was also understanding of like, well, you kind of have to maybe do that if it's going to be a show about a guy. You know, like I mean, that show has an idea about what a character is, and this movie has an idea of what a like a dude is. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I think I think dude is about as much of a character as this Jack Carver is. Yeah. He's you know a dude who does dude stuff. Yeah, drives a boat, drinks <laughs> beer, fucks ladies, takes out bad guys. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Well, because it does create, once again, in the problematic divorce dad audience, it is kind of like, oh, you know, push comes to shove. I can do this shit. I think that is sort of that mentality these guys have, where it's like, when the chips are down, man, I'll just pick up a gun or a knife and I will fuck shit up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like uh, drinking alone, watching this movie. They've got a handgun in one hand and a bottle of Jack in the other, and they're like... This is the life. This is it, man. I mean, as we see in the movie, he doesn't even carry his gun in his hand. He goes to sleep with with our with our our female lead, and oh he's my still God. got a, a gun strapped to him. Yeah, for a a, a quality dick joke. Quality, I, yeah. Top so, so he actually joke. that was his actual yeah, gun. Because I no no took he, it. As, he tosses the gun out of the bed. You can hear well, you don't it, like, see what he grabs. Metal on the, metal or whatever. No, you don't. There's a sound cue. There is a sound cue, though. And and he literally, because he goes, is that your... He's down to... He, well, because we'll... T- so the scene we're talking about that's completely insane. One of the more <laughs> insane things in this movie is after they escape from the villains and they're, they get out of the, the, the lake. That's about as much uh-huh. water as we're dealing with here. Uh, yeah, they they take refuge in just this cabin. I love movies with these mysterious islands and stuff that just have like, oh, at some point someone lived in a cabin here, and it's always just yeah. there and ready for people to use and take refuge. It's such but an action movie. But thing. let's not think too much about who would be here and how long ago or what state <laughs> the the building would be in. No, it's in like pretty good shape. Um, it seems like somebody was there somewhat recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes yeah but yeah they they so they have to like it, it's it's meant to be a sexy scene and you know you know kind of where it's going where it's like uh, you have to get out of your wet claws and uh i guess we have to huddle together for warmth and but you uh, know in the special forces we used to do something to stay warm would you like to know what it is yeah hmm? And then, and then, yeah, she goes, is that your gun? Now, he's down to just his boxers at this point, too. Which, right. which specifically, if you watch the movie, his boxers are not wet. No. The only part of him that are wet <laughs> is, is, like, his upper torso because, you know, one of the, you know, uh, set people ran in, sprayed him down really quick, <laughs> yeah. made, him, made him shiny so he would look good in those, those soft, you know, yellow lighting and mm-hmm. then told him, like, yeah, you're good. Yeah. And, and 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 just visually, Till Schweiger does look like an action hero, right? He's got a good build sure. and square oh, jaw. Yeah, he's jacked. He's got That's a great. good. He's got a shaved torso. It's you know, just it's not, it's a, not a hair on him. Like a lot of the action shelf guys, as soon as he opens his mouth, you're like, oh, you've got nothing going here, do you? Um, yeah. But yeah, so he gets and she goes, yeah, is that your gun? And he, and then he he says, oh, I never go anywhere without it. And then yeah, pulls the gun out, and you hear him it clunk off camera, under the ground. So yeah, there's it's. it's I I assumed he was just taking off his his underwear. 
No, no, there's and a distinct she was metal talking sound. about his, his penis. There's the distinct clunking of had... metal. Yeah. He apparently had okay, jammed so a pistol into his boxer shorts. You know, How like a psycho. Boxers? Yeah. They're not. They're very. They're a very loose, traditional <laughs> yeah. boxer. They're, so we're so not talking boxer them. briefs. No, no. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're full on boxer shorts. Uh, which is, yeah, uh, uh, it reminds so he me has, of... So he has a gun, he yeah. has a loaded gun, not tucked in his pants, tucked in his boxers in yeah, the it, front. It, it has to be. <laughs> so his, theoretically, his penis is touching the gun, uh, which means That's that the only thing that go gets me going, baby. Uh, <laughs> he loves the thrill of the danger. Oh, yeah. I leave the safety off and the, and, and the hammer pulled back. Really take it to the edge, honey. Uh, <laughs> it's the only way to live. It reminds me of Dave Batista in Glass Onion when he's got his like speedo in the pool and he's got the forty-five jammed in it. You know, although he yes. actually has a holster, yeah. which is more in some ways more insane. Um, uh, in some ways, less insane because yeah. you want a gun to be in a holster. Yeah, yeah. and uh, then. Out of nowhere, I have no idea why they have sex beyond they are two attractive people. But, like, uh, they've built up almost nothing about this relationship. At every point, she seemed pretty repelled by him. And then it's just like, I guess we have sex now. I guess that's what happens now. Gotta stay warm, John. It's survival. Potentially, there is the the idea that they've just been shot at and gone through this crazy escape and everything, and so you know now's the time, now or never. <laughs> and at no point during that chase did either one of them feel like they were stressed or freaked no. out, no. right? No, no reason for this to be like the climax of like, hey, we're worried, we're gonna <laughs> die. No, at no point did any of them feel like oh, we're gonna we're gonna die. We need to like. <laughs> Uh, be worried about this situation at all they're all just like what are these they're grenades oh that Time was a joke that was dumb she didn't know to pull the pin go, on the grenade who doesn't know that get, let's let's go back to that because that whole chase scene yeah is insane um and really lends credence to the idea that women don't know how to do anything like actually useful in this movie she doesn't understand that you have to pull a pin out of a grenade and then throw it like yeah who doesn't understand how that works i don't know know. she literally picks up a grenade and goes what's this (laughs) i mean i think we're i think everyone is generally familiar with the at least the concept of a hand grenade right it's yeah, a, it's a it's a fruit, right? You you eat it. Yeah, you have to peel you buy it them first. At the store. Yeah, what? sometimes you get them in juice. Yeah, especially yeah. when yeah. she has this close relationship with her soldier uncle too. <laughs> I think that would have something to do with it. I mean, there's there's they go too far. One you can you can go too far either way with this stuff. Because I remember when The Predator was out, the very disappointing Predator movie that was out a couple years ago. And like in that movie, you have Olivia Munn as a scientist who out of nowhere is an expert with a machine gun. And you're like, wait, what the fuck? Yes. You wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah. But then here's the opposite where like she's literally has no concept of what a weapon even is. Yeah, she might not know what a gun is. Honestly, she yeah. might have never heard of the concept. Yeah, and it's but and it's a thing where it's like that's fine because I am of the opinion you don't need every character to be tough by knowing how to use weapons and kill people. Mm-hmm. But they don't also back it up with she's good at other stuff either. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. She's just there um, to be captured. Yes. Uh, so in in the chase scene, she finds... And like this is all at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's a nut. I, I should say, though, but the, this whole, like, first act of action is all mm, in pitch all black, night. which is always... Yes. I mean, there are people who do night scenes really well, but in a movie like this, always reads as cheap to me. Mm, yeah, you don't. They want to show as little of this island as possible. Uh, yeah, you're getting no it's sense. Not of an it. island. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge problem with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Amongst many other problems, this is not one of those movies yeah. that's like, well, if only they had done this. It's like, no, everything is compounding to make a bad movie here. <laughs> yeah, there's this weirdly enough i think the night stuff is some of the better things because you don't see yes stuff, right yeah. and so you're just like yeah. okay i believe it it's dark out this is what night actually looks like because they're filming it at night with no lights okay yeah. i believe that <laughs> see, yeah it actually yeah. does make the chase seem a little bit more dangerous as a result of that yeah, they really can't see because i can't see what's going on I can't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and that's why they do it. So I guess it does work. But yeah, it. So yes, listen. She, she, well, she in it. She's like, oh, she's just did because they're in. They've stolen a truck from the bad guys, and Till Schweiger's mm. driving and telling her, uh, "What's back there? Dig through the equipment and stuff that's back there." And yeah, she finds this harpoon gun that she inadvertently shoots out through the roof of the truck, and it just happens to Ooh. pierce the helicopter that's chasing them. <laughs> I, I I do want to point out they don't steal a truck, they s steal the people's car. <laughs> they steal the, a Volkswagen. They you do know, a militarized Volkswagen. Yeah, that they just like so happen to have a couple different shots of looking at that the back hatch of it and everything, and let the, the heroes drive the Volkswagen while the bad guys get uh they're driving you know American Humvees and yep. the one that gets blown up is like. A 1993 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah, you know, very top of the line military. Yes, you know. yes, exactly. Whatever. I think the I think the army's still buying those in bulk, right? Um, just yeah, for, yeah. yeah. no, yeah. They don't just... even have to buy them; they just have them already. <laughs> yeah, they're just in a field somewhere right now. There's stacks mm -hmm. and stacks of. Them. I think the military makes them, right? I think that's uh, Grand Cherokees are actually government issue if i'm not mistaken everything in the u.s is uh, at some point funded by military research this is true this right. is true. including right. including jeep grand cherokee i like the idea of welcome mm -hmm. to the army here are the keys to your government issued <laughs> jeep grand cherokee <laughs> uh, and, uh yeah so it, it pulls them up and and yeah i think something you were saying reed that's that's exactly right is throughout the whole movie one of the things that really makes this movie just kind of wash over you is nobody ever gets a too much of a ride i mean that is i guess the thing you were talking about listman that the, the the annoying fat sidekick as awful as he is is at least like some high level of reaction to something yes he's at least he is reacting to the crazy shit that's happening everybody else is so non-phased by giant genetically modified <laughs> like super well, soldiers that's the thing where it's like jack carver is a special forces guy so okay maybe he's not gonna get his pulse racing with the individual action stuff like that but once literal science created monsters are in front of him you'd expect something but it's still just more like hmm. he just goes to fight yeah. the thing later he's just like all right another thing to kill 
Yeah. Well, he saw similar stuff in uh, Desert Storm, so I think he <laughs> they had those in Desert Storm, right? That was that was a Gulf War thing, militarized, uh, genetically yeah. altered super soldiers. I think I think Saddam had uh, access <laughs> he had to that kind of technology. That's yeah. it. He, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Raptors that's with was, guns. Yeah. 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 This is nothing. Mm-hmm. I fought raptors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the it's yeah. I think that's the thing because they get lifted up by this helicopter then. Uh, yes. And yes. yeah, neither one of them is in, is doing anything other than like, oh, eh, look at their car is their car is on fire. Yeah. Uh, they're being lifted up by a helicopter over a lake. Uh, they're still being shot at, and they still don't. They still are not super bothered by their current circumstances, which seem pretty grim. At and then point. that's yeah. The you the know? car the car ends up falling into the water, which is where they they got wet for that scene. Then when it goes mm-hmm. to the next morning, though, talk about more nonplussed. Whoever Uwe, Bull, here's an example of Uwe Boll being a bad acting director. When he when Till Schweiger is just walking with his hands in his pants, like in his pockets. <laughs> And he's just kind of casually walking down this mysterious island the next morning. I'm going mm-hmm. like, that's way too casual for this life or death situation. He's just like, oh, do, 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 yes. oh, do, do, do. But they're having a post-coital, you know, cute conversation. I so they're yeah. looking yeah. for a coffee shop for them to really kind of connect with and see where the other person's yeah. at. Do they want to talk anymore? <laughs> Was this a one-night thing? Yeah. Or, or, you know. or is it going to be a, like a bigger thing? So, you know? They, uh, they want to see mm-hmm. where this is going to go. So what are you looking yeah. for out of this? Are you looking for like a relationship? This is, I've been hurt before. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to have a boat, but, you know, after last night, I don't have a boat anymore. So so I, can I stay with you for yeah. like a little you bit? You owe me a boat. Don't have a yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's always uh, what you want. The one night stand that turns into I kind of don't have anywhere to stay, so maybe I can crash here for Oh boy. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, it's just it, later they will actually have coffee at the end of the movie that felt also even even by the end of it I'm like this is so casual for this film. Uh even after mm-hmm. all this stuff. But yeah, they end up is this where they end up taking the 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 car from the other guys, which includes mm-hmm. yes. more hilarious bits. Uh, mm, when he tells yeah. the guy to strip and he's like, no, I was talking to her. And the guy's like, what? The soldier. And then he goes, oh, you wish. Oh, oh you wanted to see her with the clothes off. I totally got you. Brilliant. I really wanted him to say bro. Like, <laughs> bro. Just, yeah, I bro. Just, I, I, yeah, yeah. It's a little party, bro. Yeah. He, he, does, he has that vibe. There is something. It's so interesting because... In Inglorious Bastards, he's so fucking badass in that movie. Uh, I mean, of course, you're dealing with an infinitely better script and an infinitely better writer, but it's just so interesting that, like, just a couple clicks away is this kind of, like, casual Till Schweiger going, yeah, we're having a Far Cry adventure. And then he's, I mean, yeah. Stieglitz is so steely and intense in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, and unhinged. Unhi- he's yeah, very, he's the he's psycho like, uh, on the he's, team. Wound so tight, he's bound to snap. Yeah. Say a Vita saying to your nutsack. Right? (laughs) Uh, To your Nazi balls. Is it Nazi balls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, he's awesome in that. He's the the Nazi who turned on his own people and started killing them, you know, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So it's just so interesting that, like, a year later, he gets a, a way better part 
but it's just so yeah everything here is everybody's just like oh super soldier sure yeah everybody you know yeah yeah. and then you got the two out of ten huh (laughs) It, it it is amazing that in that same vein that you can get something so not even subdued in terms of performance in 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 far cry mm-hmm. uh but something that's just it, he's not there he th- there's nothing there from this character from this script there's it is so pedestrian yeah and then mm-hmm. when you uh, take the time to craft something that is worth uh, a person's investment you get something like Inglorious Bastards, where everyone is giving 110 Well, because it's so interesting for him being the main character of this movie. He's so thinly sketched. And then he's a real side character in Bastards, and yet there's so much more life and personality and character. Mm-hmm. When, yeah, it just it just goes to show that it's, it's, it's a thing. It's not even about quality. It really is about attention to detail in the filmmaking. It's not just mm-hmm. like... Because, yeah, we're, when we're talking about this movie being competently made in that, like, I always go back to, like, it's in focus and things stay mm-hmm. in the frame and I can understand it. But there's no next mm-hmm. step beyond, like, well, who is this? What are we doing? How can I move the camera in any kind of way other than just to go, like, boat's going real fast and there it goes across the screen, you know? like uh, what, are, what are the characters given circumstances in each scene, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they are in a life or death situation. Why are they not behaving that way? It's like, because the director has no, like, general sense of of how to direct actors. Is yeah. Really what it is. Well, uh, how, how about... I don't the- think any of the actors have any reason to do a lot of work on this film because clearly that's not that's not the the goal here like a lot of the movies we watch on yeah like a lot of the movies that we watch on here listen it is sort of like we almost are always like i don't really feel comfortable saying whether or not anyone in this is a good or bad actor because how could anyone do anything even you know you just can't with these scripts uh and the director it's great when people do Sometimes, uh, despite how bad the scripts sometimes your nicholas cages of the world will bring their a game Mm -hmm every single day no matter what and we'll give it as all i mean sometimes we go like you you don't even have to guys you're trying too hard for what this movie is you're you're, you're putting too much work in uh I, I laughed really hard at this sequence where they sneak into the compound and he has her hide under a tarp with some barrels and then they instantly spot her on the security cameras yeah, he didn't notice that there's a camera pointed directly at where he was hiding. <laughs> Literally, he's like, wow, he goes, he goes you, hide, you hide under here, and then the bad guy's lays to your camera going, who's that? <laughs> the guards come up immediately, which is very funny. I th- That is uh, unintentionally funny, but it is very good comedic timing, how quickly they find her. Yeah. Uh, again, to. she can't do anything. No. She has to just be an object that is uh, she doesn't like one she doesn't like when they catch her uh, a thing you could have done is have her try to like talk her way out of it or something. no she just gives up instantly and she's captured exactly no no nothing for this character to do um yes but this will introduce us to everybody's favorite fat guy sidekick emilio hey it's emilio played by Chris Coppola. I don't think he has any relation to the Coppola family. Just about to say, yeah. I what if he does? Let's do some digging. <laughs> he does. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do some digging. Do some digging. I don't. There's nothing in his IMDb, and I feel like he would be announcing that to the world. But you he never was know. in the, the CG Beowulf film and the Polar Express. You mean Beowulf? So. I've long been obsessed with the way Ray Winstone 
really swallowed that. I am Beowulf. Beowulf. Yeah, you're like, what, what? we didn't yeah. do another take on that? That was weird. It's um, the name of the movie. We should probably say it correctly. He was on Barry this last season. He's in an episode of Barry, which is one of my absolute favorite shows. Oh, weird. I mean, he's in well, a yeah. lot of stuff. Weirdly. I mean, I, once again, I he probably is a good actor. This character is horrible. Terrible. It's, it's, I mean, honestly offensive. It's pretty bad. Right away, we see, uh, the second I saw him, I went, oh, no. We got a big heavy set guy, and he's he's like, "Oh, my back hurts," and then he proceeds to basically make out with a meatball hoagie. It, but it he calls it a meatball sandwich, but let's be honest, it's not a meatball. It honestly looked like it was two slices. It was two baguettes put together. Yeah, they nothing did. in the middle. That also speaks to a lo- a lack of detail on props. Yeah, yeah. Right, uh, but yeah, he is. They literally call it a meatball sandwich later, and it's like that was no, that had turkey on it at best, but I don't even <laughs> think it had that. But he walks over because he's like, "Oh, my back hurts. I'm gonna take a break." And then I'm like, "Oh, here it comes. Here it comes." And he goes out and he pulls out the sandwich. He goes, "I've been thinking about you all day." Oh uh, God, it's, it's amazing that like the rule is show don't tell. <laughs> your audience yeah. mm-hmm. and they show us the wrong thing and tell us it's a different thing <laughs> they're pr- pr- pretty amazing very they're... bold choice to just basically yeah. call your audience yeah. just like no 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 that was i that was something else we you didn't, you didn't see correctly it's a whole new process that's not show don't tell we call it show and tell mm. show and tell yes. show and yes. tell storytelling this is it's mm, bold mm. It's, it's uve bowl he's an innovator you know uh yes yeah, yeah but yeah this leads into i oh i was i'm like oh god he's gonna be with this guy for the rest of the movie isn't he at a certain point oh, is he so is emilio part of a catering service for the island i'm confused yeah why is he on the island well he says he's the food guy but why why would a secret military base that's doing illegal experiments have other people come in and deliver food and not like have that be military people? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make sense if they're trying to keep their base top secret. Why just have DoorDash delivery drivers coming up to your island and dropping off food? I don't fully understand the logic there. There isn't one. Oh, okay. Ba- based on the way that the rest of this film is written. Yeah, logic? No, 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 no. He's the food guy. Yeah, he's the food guy. We know this. Okay, yeah. So we have his motivation. He's the food guy. He delivers food, and you know he's he the also food loves guy. food. You know he's the food guy because he keeps saying he's the food guy like a lot. It does remind us a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great because I have a sh- I have bad short term memory, oh, so it's nice to is. be reminded. Yeah, I just kept going. Yeah. Oh, right, right. The food how, guy. How could I forget? Yeah, yeah, that okay. makes sense. I was wondering how they were getting food out to this island. I was really concerned about it. Uh, thank God. Well, maybe yeah. he's the new food guy because their helicopters obviously <laughs> been destroyed. Oh, uh, and that was probably right. the way in which they were delivering uh, food back and forth. There you go. Yeah. So we got to bring mm-hmm. in yeah. Emilio mm-hmm. on the boat that, of course, mm-hmm. Jack Carver steals so there can be a pretty lame boat chase i mean it's yeah. not very one thing it's just not very exciting. i also <laughs> i love where they go we've got him cornered now but you clearly see the ramp that's there and you're like well obviously he's gonna go over that ramp 
And then they're yes. like, why, he why was wouldn't. that ramp there? <laughs> yeah, why is that ramp there? I'm also fairly certain there's enough room on the side of that ramp to go past as well. <laughs> certainly, know. absolutely. Yeah, when they said that, I was like, "What do you mean you've got him cornered now? He's right there. Like, we've got him now." <laughs> and so, yeah, he I, like he jumps the ramp and is immediately recaptured. Yep. Right? Like, there's people lined up on a bridge ready to just mow them down with large <laughs> truck-mounted, you know, like, 50 cow machine guns and everything. Well, that's, and just... that's the thing that's crazy about it. Like, it's just like, the movie keeps doing this where it's like, the big escape and... Oh, no, they got him again. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, just like, about structure. It keeps wanting you to raise the stakes, but the stakes we're never there for our characters and right. so i never feel like anything is ever at stake no that's it exactly and and, and everyone is nonplussed and everyone is just kind of, and everything is just like oh we're captured again um and also the sort of like at a certain point what do people want i mean like what does uh i've forgotten her name the reporter woman um what does she want exactly like well, what she knows she wants to figure out what's going on here valerie um once she wants to save her uncle she feels well, some she responsibility for convincing at a, at a certain like, point yeah. that's what she wants but she just goes out there to check things out initially right yes and then jack yeah. carver just wants off the island but then at a certain point his you know he's like all right well i guess i'll save people and bring this all down but you never feel the shifts Right and like goals of characters is just kind of like because his thing is like we just got to get out of here and she's like no I got to save my uncle and then he's just like yeah okay I guess I'll do that too and she didn't even really need to be a reporter because she's not like she's not taking down information she's not writing anything she's there's, not there's no scene where she says to Udo Kier like the people are gonna hear about this right exactly yeah yeah no you yeah or Go ahead. Maybe she records a conversation with with him, you know, to like help put him away. I some, mean, some, I do any, anything. Like, she needs to do anything. Yeah, because yeah, we get her now that she's captured. She's just gonna hang out with Udo Kier, who's painting. That's the big thing. Is he's is yeah. he's painting, which is yeah. Th there's nothing explored beyond that, though. Once again, you're going like, oh, that's just a thing for the bad guy to do. It's there's nothing about. They the also character. don't show the painting. The, what the Isn't painting is is yeah. not important. It's that he's well, painting over something. Yeah, right. Which in in my brain, eventually you're like, okay, well, I'll just scrape that off and figure yeah. out what was there because boy, that would be difficult. <laughs> um, but like that specific scene where the two of them are meeting right for the first time and she's got like a bloody lip and i don't know if it's just me but like that's the grossest thing that happens in this entire movie not the gore or anything it's the fact that he takes a napkin spits all over it and wipes the blood off of her face like like on her on yeah. her lips and yeah like, that is creepy and gross now you are a mad scientist right there. It's gross. nothing else you monster the grossness was that it looked like uh like marinara sauce it didn't mm -hmm. look like blood you know yeah. it had like an orangey hue to it there's, as a, pro well. there's well, a lot of problems with the blood in this movie i feel like you talk about it looking yeah. like paint yeah. earlier too 
Well, like, and that's the thing is now we know where the meatballs went from that meatball <laughs> sub. Mm, yeah, that's who yeah. took my meatballs, yeah. and I just yeah. want this my meatballs salt. back," says Emilio. Yeah, uh, boy. Did you guys notice? Yeah, in the first scene with Emilio, that when the person comes up and points a gun at Emilio and the main character, uh, Emilio's reaction is going for the ham, is going for the sandwich. <laughs> Please, did you, did you not the sandwich. That? Just leave yeah. the sandwich out of this. No, that would have required me to pay attention. I I most certainly did not do any of that for this character, unfortunately. You you lost read it, remember. (laughs) Remember, That's a running thing for me in any sort of podcast. Hey, Reed, do you remember this thing? No, of course not. Definitely no. Well, this movie's not really begging for your attention. (laughs) I was going to say, that's already a problem for you, Reed, and then this movie is also forgettable, so... Really, yeah. you were done in on this one. Uh, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, just I, I, I actually envy you on that. Just wipe this out. Whoop is gone, mm-hmm. man. Because this, yeah, he does. Uh, and then they end up handcuffed together, uh, Emilio and Jack. So you get the whole bit about oh, them. So funny. <laughs> laughing my ass off. I had to have my ass put back on. I had laughed it off so much watching mm-hmm. this. Yeah, very uh, serious procedure. Really actually. serious procedure. John was in in uh the icu for at least i appreciate you guys delaying the the recording of this so they they could reattach my ass uh no i just my god it just it it never ends and then when they get attacked and every time amelia went into like some kind of kung fu stance ooh. all right yeah okay (laughs) kevin james we get it they they gate the way in which they get undone right is the fact that she gives him back the universal handcuff (laughs) key that he just so happened to have on him from a previous scene when Uh like she got captured right from the first car chase and so she has given it back via a kiss oh yeah right that takes 45 seconds yeah and he looks Mm -hmm. surprised that it's like what are you doing right now Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the best acting in the movie, honestly. <laughs> well, and, and of course, you that you who could forget that first scene when he had the universal handcuff key because he hit one of his great one-liners from this movie when he says, Never leave home without it. Which is <sighs> I guess that's a one-liner. That's a that's a reference to the eighties and early nineties American Express slogan. Mm. Which I, I mean is is ubiquitous, I guess, but it is like Jesus Christ. American Express. I mean, in 2008, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really hitting hard uh, 20 years later. Yeah, the next thing you know, there's yeah. a where's the beef joke, you know? Uh, my God. <laughs> Got milk? <laughs> Time uh, to make the donuts. Uh, <laughs> we're doing all the bit. Then when he went, what's up? Um, all, the, all the classics in this movie. Yeah, really. Exactly. I really enjoyed where he sat down and, and pretended to be a, a flattened out dead rat uh, singing the <laughs> Quiznos subs. <laughs> that yeah, was good. That, that yeah. was really good. Yeah, I really... When I, he I, sat down, when he hung out with the uh, Budweiser frogs, that was really fun. <laughs> he was the er, it was Budweiser. Uh. Um, yeah. Yeah, he... Jeez. <laughs> yeah, they, they really made a lot off of the promotion there. Um, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, the, the but it doesn't. They free themselves, but only so sure. Krieger can turn loose. Because the big thing he's done is Uncle Max. He's now made, 
He's supposedly perfected the process now. The guy's got bulletproof skin, and he responds to commands. Did you guys wonder how these bulletproof people were getting, uh, like, IVs injected into their... <laughs> yes, the scene when they were when they kept injecting the guy with the, the sedative, I'm like, how are they getting that through his skin? Literally can deflect bullets. <laughs> This is. I I also enjoyed that the fact that the tube that they had was a clear tube that had liquid in it at some point, but is very obviously has has nothing flowing through it at that time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. was good too. Yeah, yeah. I just love the idea attention of to like, detail, man. It's so good. Bullets. I'm also curious as to why uh, Max retains his hair while all the other ones have no hair at all. True. Mm. True. Yeah. yeah, that is weird. He's the perfected model, you know. Uh, he's beautiful. And I he's found a way out. for him to have hair, too, so it's going pretty well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's just a base-level German voice I can give to everybody, I guess, which is, you know, great. for the... Especially the villain. Yeah. Well, yeah, because 75% of this cast is German. Yeah, is talking so. like this. Um, but, yeah. yeah, they... Uh, so, yeah, so he's perfected, but I <laughs> do... He goes... Uh, he's talking to Uncle Max... Uh, dr krieger is and he's like execute them and then uh valerie gets on i was just like no uncle max don't do it and and that's enough to confuse this thing right like hey, what i'm not sure what to do now just as close as she gets to actually doing something useful in the yeah film. but it's just like what it doesn't so it'll take orders from anyone because i thought it would wouldn't you make it so it could only listen to krieger or whoever I think so Instead, it's just like, no, if anyone yells at this thing, apparently it'll go, I do what now? I don't know. I Well, like, it's imp there is an implied history here between these three characters, yes. you know? And, like, that immediately comes up next, but at no point are we given an opportunity to explore that history other no. than the fact that we are told that it exists. Right, we didn't mention that earlier, that the reason she specifically asked for Jack Carver to drive her out to the island is because he had served in the army with Uncle Max. Right. That's so, like, I, I you blank, you look away for five seconds and you miss that fact. <laughs> yes. So understated. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so... But the thing that I think is so interesting about the Uncle Max thing is it's so obvious where it's going, right? That his human side is going to break through the programming. But there's no mm. even, like, moment when he's just a mindless killing machine. He goes pretty yes. quickly to being like, oh, I don't know. Like, there's no... Yeah, where's the scene where it's like, no, please, I'm your friend. Don't you remember? It's I all think just that's like, what this scene is supposed to be. But, but he's they pretty don't instantly really... conflicted. Yeah. Like we don't see that switch. They, they, they once again they kind of tell us that switch happens. Well, yes. and, and it, the, there is a moment where he wakes up originally, right, I, newly converted into the super soldier, and is looking at his hands, and it is very obvious that he is already conflicted about this. Right. So mm -hmm. this moment happening is not adding anything new for the audience member. Oh. You're just like, oh yeah, he he we're at the exact same point he was several hours ago. Nothing new has, ha has happened to make him just be fully obedient. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's so. the kind of the whole movie is that right? Like, it's all just like, they're thinking this thing 
And, and now we want them to do this. There's no like progression of an arc where they're sort of going through the middle section of playing that. It's just like, I'm this, now I'm this. I want to leave the island, now I want to save everybody. And there's really nothing that motivates any of that. But no. see, that would require them to film additional scenes for this. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if they were like we we don't have time we didn't we didn't write that out so we didn't budget for mm -hmm. these no. extra scenes so well it can't be any more than 90 minutes can't be any more than 90 minutes honestly thankfully it's only 90 minutes. yes oh yeah it's one of its uh well and it actually selling so it, it it clocks in at, a, at 95 minutes and i and I, I i looked at the clock there's nine minutes of credits that's oh, a lot that's like more that's than a, a marvel movie has which infinitely more people work on those than work on this yeah uh it's something yeah. we've talked about a lot on this show they will often these movies will slow will slow down credits to make the run times longer because yes. it, it, it yes. adds more legitimacy if it says like 95 instead of you know 87 or whatever <laughs> yeah something about being that over 90 makes you seem more like a movie I, it's it's right a, it's a weird thing they do anyway let's get to the end of this thing which is Yes. Of course, all the mutant soldiers get out and yes. run amok. And yes, this is where we get to the lumber mill fight because you have to... Do, do we have that? Is that... On, I forget. We've done the show long enough. I actually forget what's actually on the action shelf bingo. We do have a fight in an industrial setting, right? I think that is one of the I believe so. I, I believe so. I can't You can mark that say. off on action shelf bingo. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we do we do encourage people to play but Lisbon you can speak of experience careful if there's alcohol involved right yes it can be quite uh, quite quite potent that yeah. way a lot of uh, but yes yeah. uh, so uh, enjoy action shell bingo responsibly uh, but yes yeah, exactly. you do have to have exactly. this which in, which involves a run up the conveyor belts and everything and does lead to mm. The only other time they really get into the gore of the movie, and I did enjoy quite a bit, although it makes no sense because of the aforementioned bulletproof skin, uh, yep. that uh, one of these uh, mutant guys is chasing Jack, and he brings down a giant industrial saw blade and slices him in half. So, so the mechanic, it, he puts his hand into a laser sensor, <laughs> yes. and that activates. Yes. So what? what is the... What is the function of this device that he's Well, using it seems there? like it's incredibly Why? dangerous, right? Well, like, right. right. You, you insert the log, and once it hits the laser, obviously there's a length in there past the saw in which, oh, that now fits the parameters for the, the this log that we're going to cut. We need okay. to cut it okay. and do the yeah. next one. But it also seems uh, like there should be some sort of stopping mechanism so this doesn't happen to people working on the thing. Well... They're on a secret military island. John. But whatever, you know, safety is being discarded. Here. Back to the Can't thing be about that secret. If the the lumber mill is actively on and functioning, it's functioning. Right? Yeah, People it's... are working here. We've met other characters that are walking around in lumber mill attire that are just like, hey, the commandant or whatever is going to be unhappy if, if we're not doing stuff. And like, but these right. aren't these characters don't fit the attire of either one of these like military. No. Uh, yeah. entities so, they're so they have to be they have to be working here right yeah yes they have to be working here on this so this island is shared by uh this military secret military lab also a lumber mill so you know they couldn't quite afford the whole island so they just they just went with half you're like yeah you know 
don't ask, don't tell policy on on what's going on in the military side. But so this uh, thing gets yeah. cut in half once again, despite the fact it has it's in, bulletproof, seemingly indestructible skin, um, but still pretty cool. A guy got cut in half. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we do love to see it. Take what joys uh, you can it, from this movie. Uh, and, oh, go ahead, Reed. I was gonna say the the line that just comes right after it is so unwarranted, of, of just just asshole. Yeah, like right, like where what, was that? Why? Where's the one liner we want? It's yeah. To, the, the writers did not have the energy to write a one liner. Come on, give me a give me a too slow by half. <laughs> anything that's off the top anything. of my guess head. He couldn't you can come cut up with it. A, yeah, yeah. I guess he couldn't cut. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I always said two are better than one. Something, anything. I don't know. Literally. Half the man you used to be. Ah, there you go. Two for one special. Ah, that's good. That was quick. And this movie, yeah, I hate that. I hate when these movies just do like asshole or fuck you or something like that. And it's like, that's not, no. We. This is a dumb action movie. Be a dumb action movie. Yes, yeah. Well, there is kind of a one-liner that Emilio gives out that I had to write down because it was so fucking stupid. What is he so say? when when these when these uh, super soldiers start popping out of the woodworks, mm-hmm. uh, he says they must do a lot of humping here because these guys breed like rabbits. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> That is I just think horrible. There's a, just, can we just sit in that for a little bit? Let's just stew and... <laughs> Somebody and, put and that in a script and said, yeah, that should be in a movie. Oof. Oof. Question, did we... And this is... I don't remember. But were all of the super soldiers all men? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I think almost <laughs> all of them are like general white dudes. And there is one... <laughs> that is not yeah. right and immediately gets just like shot by uh by leader yes. right yeah apparently yes. he's the only one that has the ability to shoot people correctly well i love the scene they're all trained and know how to kill i love the scene where leader meets jack and he's like uh okay man uh yeah uh where do you want to go he's probably in the main thing which is two floors down and and here's a gun oh and another thing uh remember to aim for the eyes of the mouth it's just like this scene is going on so long for like a pause mid chase to go like uh here's all the things you need to do man uh you gotta gotta run down yeah yeah you gotta know over there it's the thing that drives us insane over on meet the monsters about any time they're like uh here's how you kill a vampire it's like we've seen the other okay yeah but we're gonna stop the movie you you gotta stay in the heart you know it's it's just going like oh my god Mm -hmm. That's very video game-y in a negative way, though, where you're going like, yeah, it's like as a movie, you don't stop the film and go, uh, here's what you need to know. Shoot the weak points for massive damage. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, so we get uh, Uncle Max. Oh, because we get this, uh, this hostage standoff where Carver has a gun on Dr. Krieger and the 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 female henchwoman is... Etchniv. Yeah, uh, Katya, or Katya Chernov is the character's name. Chernov is what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chernov. Uh, it had to be something Russian or German or something. You know, obviously to be to be evil. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't trust those Europeans, kids. Um, but they yeah. uh, uh, they have to. So, so she's got a knife to Valerie's throat, and it's this hostage standoff until here comes Uncle Max. 
Yeah, saving the day. And he's clobbering people, and he does pick up, like, a two-by-four piece of lumber and uh, hurl it into a guy's face, which I did kind of enjoy. That was I mean, good, yeah. I, I I will say this, that there are moments of action between the, the super soldiers at just kicking the shit out of of the main like forces mm-hmm. that look decent they're, they're decent yeah. i go like oh that was kind of cool um and then it's immediately undercut by something that is just like that yeah because yeah, i mean should, you should have looked yeah. at that a bit longer there's some satisfying yeah. moments of just like hurling a guy to the side and stuff like that but yeah it also makes mm-hmm. you go like oh man imagine if like a good director with some actual money put this together and did mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. then you well, get the and i think the other shot. thing is that the cool moments don't happen from our protagonist no right they're the the villains and you go oh that was pretty dope that was that was sweet (laughs) that was cool and fun at a certain point it is just the super soldiers that are fighting people and jack carver's kind of just running around there's a sequence in the lab where jack carver is doing a lot of flips yes he does he does like he leaps up onto like a medical cart and then does a backflip off of it over a guy it's very clearly a stunt double it is oh, yeah. very quickly cut between yes. all of that to hide yes. everything possible. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. It's the. It's the. Have you guys all, seen the? All of the action sequences are like that. Really, they There's really a are. A lot of they're very around. Yeah. They're very choppy. Now, when we always talk about this, like you, you can use that effectively. Movies like the Bourne films use choppy action really purposefully but this is all like yeah you're hiding seams is what you're trying to do yes you're not yes. well this doing is this. kind of in the thick of being in like action movies being inspired by the born franchise yeah i think the, i think ultimatum uh, was the year before this i think that was summer 07 yeah. so yeah you're right. you're exactly. you're right on the and and we saw like so many things we saw a lot of shitty born imitators much like we see so, so many, many so many so many shitty john wick, john wick imitators now yeah. right like there's always kind of like the one action movie that actually does something new and unique and then everybody rips it off until mm. somebody else comes and that movie usually has keanu reeves i think we've just discovered the, the yeah because everybody rip-offs. was doing bullet time after the matrix the matrix so, ripoffs yeah. were my god every movie regardless of whatever had bullet time sequences we were going like i'm sorry does the john travolta thriller swordfish need a bullet time scene in it because it's so it's got one you know i just that was everything was like that uh so yeah so eventually we land here's the thing that's interesting to me so Chernov Mm. uh shoots uncle max in the eye which seemingly should kill him but it doesn't kill him instantly well, there's uh, still a little bit of plot that needs to happen with this character. So that he so, can stab yeah. Chernov. Yes, I guess. Well, he doesn't just stab yeah. Chernov. Gives him the old, you know, hey, what's behind you? You know, <laughs> head neck snapping. Oh, that's what it is. It's, 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 it's a neck yeah. snap. That's what it is. Chernov yeah. stabs a leader? Is that who? Somebody mm-hmm. ends up yeah. getting... Like a, it's like a, it's like a yes. multiple, it's like a front and back throat slash. Oh yeah, and that like PSI that, yeah. on that blood spatter is uh, <laughs> real high because it is shooting out of his neck like yeah, man, like that's, a super soaker. That's it the kind of stuff we used to do back in high school in our movies, man. We love some some arterial spray like that mm. and 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 stuff. Uh, yeah, and that's right. That's what it was. I confused those two, but yeah, he gets a neck snap. And then, yeah, does Krieger get defeated by Jack Carver? No, he just takes off in a boat as all the mutants sort of swarm him. And then, 
What becomes of this island? Oh, it's it's a big beefy albino island. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. But so time. somewhere in Canada, there's an island full of super soldiers. And again, this is not like this is an island in the middle of a river, at least yeah. as far as it looks. So they don't have to even swim very far. I assume they can swim because they're super soldiers. And so shouldn't that be like some, some sort of horrific incident that happens after this where they like take over a town? Well, the, the here's here's some fun plot that doesn't exist. Is oh the that that super strong skin makes them I- unable to swim because they're far too dense now. And oh, so it's the perfect place. I like to keep it. all of them, so they can't swim across. I just, like yeah, it. Yeah, just no. have a line yeah. that gives lip service to that. Yeah, at, at like, the very least, but they don't. Yeah, that took two of my three brain cells to come up with that. <laughs> no, it, so, this is know, always the thing we bring up that. on the show. Lisman and I are always like trying to, they should do this, they should do that. And we always state like, we're not saying we're like genius storytellers. We're just putting some thought into it. It's amazing how yes. empty the, the thinking in these movies are. It is just like, uh, I really do think they just type until they hit 90 pages and go, good enough. Yep, it's a Got movie. Uh, he's, he's a one and done draft kind of kind of writer, you know. Yeah, Draft? Draft, no, 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 no. This is, yeah, they shoot draft number one. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, yeah. they, as soon as this thing prints out, they're filming. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so, so I guess everything's safe, and we cut to some amount of time later, and we're in yeah. some city. Once again, everything's very vague. And. Mm-hmm. Jack has a new boat that, of course, he's hired Emilio as his deckhand, and he's a pretty good cook, too, because he's fat and loves food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, God forbid we burn the skewers again. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that whole bit of the beginning is like, oh, the fish, it's too burnt. Can't eat it. Yeah, very funny. It I just, can't believe we forgot to talk about it. Because well, I, lister- I literally busted a gut. And then the bit, no. yeah, and then you had to go to the hospital. We were both briefly hospitalized <laughs> after watching this movie. We were in a hospital room together. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, like oh, God, did damn. you watch the Far Cry movie? It happened again. <laughs> we got another Far Cry related incident. Uh, but, and then, boy, if it, this this opened everything up. We, we burst all our stitches here because. Here comes the couple from the beginning. They're now on the new boat going, Hey, Carver, how about them whales? And then he goes, You take this one, Emilio. I'm taking the day off. And then we so have to funny. get some butt rock for the end of it. Directed by Uwe Boll. I mean, you have gunmetal text. Did y'all catch the, the 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 dead cat Mike sound guy yeah, on the boat, just yep. like right next to the couple, just like oh that's fun. Oh, oh that's really always that's that. always good when you're able to see the mic and. <laughs> I got it. We're getting the sound. Don't worry. Uh, you I'm sure not, you got the sound uh, because I'm pretty Uwe, sure half this movie was eighty yard. A lot of it was you, and it really yeah. it's that. Oh that's man, good. if you don't have the money to do ADR. Boy, does it show! It's all yeah, like, yeah. and even sometimes big studio movies, you can tell like mm, eighty yard. But a movie at this level is always like that. Just sounds weird, man. Suddenly you're inside yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're supposed to be outside. <laughs> anyway, that's Far Cry. It's not good. Cry. But Lisbon, is it Cry. better than Double Dragon? Which it's we did last. Less week. weird. 
than it's double less dragon. weird but that's why i think i kind of like double dragon more actually double I dragon i, I found agree, more entertaining because yeah. it's insane there's well, nothing double dragon was also more horrifying than yeah it's true this movie's just I, I agree i think you you mentioned that right at the top read this movie is just so rote and bland no. and just yes. it's just not very interesting it tries absolutely nothing. It's not interested yeah. in trying anything camera, uh, character-wise, mm -hmm. nothing. It does not have time for that, yeah. both on, like, a, I'm sure, budget and production-wise. Yeah. Not an ounce like, of ambition. Yeah, there, there's nothing going for this movie. But there's, like, at the same time, there's nothing really abysmal about it either no. it's just mm. so bland yeah that's the thing is yeah. it's just it's hard to get too worked up either way about it i mean there are moments that are stupider than others and stuff like that but yeah it's it's just ugh. anyway <laughs> uh do we even need to i, I don't think we even need to talk about one-liners lesman no i wrote some down no. but i don't they're pretty bland and forget we don't even need to bother with it but they're not they're not coming back up. Best so, kill yeah. of the movie's got to go to guy getting sawed in half, right? Is there even a, so. a runner-up? Uh, that throat stabbing, that maybe, of. just for pure arterial spray? Sure, yeah, but... Yeah. Uh, no. A full-on cut in half is... is Pretty good, man. And this it. is... We had, yeah. a, we had yeah. a lumber mill death uh, last year, too, though that was lengthwise, not sideways. We had a guy go down right. the thing the other way so that yeah, was pretty good so. and pray for death uh well we didn't really we were pretty rough on this movie but some people believe it or not are fans of this movie and as you know it is my sacred duty to find the strangest most misguided imdb reviews and uh here here comes here comes one from uh this comes from imdb user donuel uh and uh, and the review is titled "Great Action Flick with Humor Throughout." I can't believe some of the bad reviews of this flick. Who cares if it isn't your idea of the game? Rate it as a movie. As a movie, it has great action scenes, a very good cast that works well together, and decent dialogue. Unlike many of the action flicks of late, this thing has characters with actual personalities. The two leads work well together and have some on-screen chemistry. Now, I don't know anything about the game this is based off of, and I don't care. What does concern me is the quality of the movie, which was excellent. It's nice to see a movie where the characters are interacting with each other instead of spitting lame lines at one another. 10 out of 10 stars. I mean, that, I'm they reviewed sure this we just movie? found <laughs> Uwe Boll's uh, 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 account. Uh, account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Daniel might be Uwe Boll. I like this one. Mm. Th this is the. Did they see this film? Yeah, it's it's is literally the, film they saw? the exact opposite of everything we've just said for the last two hours. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, I don't know that that person not. is in. They need to see more movies if they think this is good. Well, I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but somebody else. Lisman also saw this movie. It's time for a mm. word from our favorite Amazon user, Bruce Winning. Reed, I don't know if you know about Bruce Winning. Uh, I don't know, Bruce. Bruce is uh, an Amazon review expert. He's reviewed over yes. 1,500 movies on Amazon, and we love to check in with him uh, every week to see what he thinks the movies we're watching. So, 
is a very specific writing style that very I, I hope this review will specific yeah. writing style for another segment of the winning opinion. All right, so this is Bruce's review of Far Cry. Here, here's what he says. I like 16.9, but I wish it was 5.1 surround sound. I like the action and violence. I don't prefer science fiction, but the action and violence compensated for this. I like the punching and kicking. I like the shooting. There is plenty. I like the explosions. There is plenty of that, too. Five out of five stars. Classic. Classic Bruce, man. I like the punching. I like Bruce, the kicking. Bruce I like loves the violence. punching and kicking and violence. And he does love a movie in 16.9 and 5.1, if he can get it. No, this. Yeah, exactly. Those are his preferred yeah. tech specs. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, another thing we do on the, on the show, Reed, is uh, we, we fire up our uh, patent-pending action movie title generator and try to come up mm-hmm. with something better than the movie we just watched. So, listen, what do you think? Do you, th- do you think we should try to come up with a sequel to this? Or what? what how do I think you think so, yeah. Yeah. The, the, it, it could be removed from what the actual well, the Far Cry a- 2. Yeah, the actual yeah. game is. So I'm going to fire up yeah. the, the action movie title generator here, and it will give us a subtitle, we'll say, for the, uh, this will be uh, Far Cry colon, here it comes, and mm-hmm. it's called Far Cry Foes and slaves. Foes and what? Slaves. Foes and slaves. Oh boy! So this is dealing with the with the human trafficking and the slave trade. Is that what? Well, we're, what what if what, what if with the island full of super intelligent uh, super soldiers or whatever, somebody gets okay. their hands on that and is now trying to build a slave army of those things? I mean, we did we did see that uh, the the good doctor was attempting to sell his ideas to somebody mm-hmm. in I think it was Hong mm-hmm. Kong. Yeah, it was Hong Kong. Yeah, so maybe that's yeah. the thing. Now that now a a separatist group in China or, or whatever, some corrupt Chinese generals have got mm-hmm. have managed to retrieve what was left over, and so those mm-hmm. are the slaves. And because of this, the government now having fa- maybe like the movie opens up on a battlefield and they're shooting at guys who just keep coming at them because they're bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And so the government mm-hmm. goes, yeah. wait a minute, there was one man who fought these these things before, and that man is Jack mm-hmm. Carver. So they dispense yes. Yes. government agent Eric Roberts. Of course. <laughs> it's our new rule this year that we have to find a role for Eric Roberts in every film. Uh, Eric Roberts is, is dispatched to retrieve Jack Carver from the wilds of Canada. Okay, gotcha. And then those two are going to take on this uh, this new. Is it a new locale? Perhaps should we put it in a let's new put, exotic let's put, let's location? Let's put it in Asia, maybe. Yeah, by, yeah, yeah, by way yeah. of Bulgaria, they'll shoot in Bulgaria, but tell you it's East Asia. You know, right? Exactly. The jungles are, of of East Asia. Uh, are, are, are we moving from a lumber to a steel mill? Ooh, no, really, really up and up in the climax ante. in the steel mill. Yeah. You know, so that means we can send a guy into like molten, you know, bubbling molten. I mean, like Terminator Two style. They, they yeah. tried to copy several scenes from Terminator let's, and T Two. Let's do it, man. Quite as well. Let's actually just let's, one for one it. <laughs> At the end of the movie, Eric Roberts has to sacrifice himself by slowly lowering into the molten lava. Uh, yeah, and he gives. The and f- he was willing to go method and actually die uh, in the per- filming. Dude, of it. the amount of movies that guy's in, he is determined to die on a set. We know that. 
it's going to happen. <laughs> what does he do? Uh, I don't what know if it's going to happen before or did, after Tom Cruise dies on a movie set. What did we figure out? He averages 30 films a year. Is that what it is, Eric Roberts? It's correct. He's yes. in 30, He's in 30 an average of 30 movies a year. He's never not yep. on a set. Uh, I mean, Robert De Niro does the same, a similar <laughs> thing too. He's just like, I just, I, I'm, I'm always doing stuff. It is wild. Yeah. He just goes from movie to movie. Yeah, these are guys who just don't want to do anything else. I can't blame them too much. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, so that, so that sends them to East. And of course, we'll just befitting the whole attitude of this. We'll obviously just kick this female lead to the curb in favor of a mm-hmm. new love interest for Jack Carver, who's a Chinese secret agent. Sure. We'll, we'll, we'll get say some martial yes. arts in there too while we're at it. We'll get uh, yeah, why a, not? a Hong Kong action star to play that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. There yeah. you go. And that they're the foes and the slaves. Oh, that's the the foes are they have to work with the Chinese government, right? Who are yeah. frosty, but they both want to stop this slave army. There's like a separatist. Yeah, there's like some sort of uh, separatist movement or something. Uh, right. Uh, so, so we have a warlord on an island. We so have that's the, always a far. We have I the think. foes and slaves. Yeah, yeah. Who's yes. the foe on yes. the island? What? Let's see. Can we get a Chinese Great question? Act. I mean, I would love like a Samo Hung. Samo I mean, Hung would be di- great. Do we, uh, do we dip into uh, W. S. Anderson's uh, like? Full, full, like Is posse a, of of characters, stable of actors. Yeah, because you know they're all. There's got to be some crossover there. There, yeah, because be. that yeah. that's a whole other. Now his stuff is a little too big for the action shelf. We haven't gotten to one of his movies yet. Although we did mm. briefly talk about doing Monster Hunter. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was, and I'm sure that will find its way into one of these. Uh, but yeah. Oh, who's Definitely. in Mortal Kombat? Maybe we get that guy. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, we'll get uh, Kerry Hiroyuki uh, Tagawa, who plays. Uh, uh, you've seen him in a million movies. Uh, he played uh, Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. We'll get him. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah, there we go. That's yes. Far Cry: Foes and Slaves coming soon to a red box near you. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Lisman, uh, next week on the show, we continue, uh, video game Valentine's for February here with a little motion picture called Wing Commander. Wing Commander, which is a, not a current video game franchise, not, not a franchise that has had a game made in probably over it. Well, at this point, maybe two decades. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Reed, we were gonna, we were gonna have Reed on for that one, but we swapped it out because we will be having our good pal Mike Gergoni on, sort of a Star Warsy connection there. And of course, I do host a Star Wars show with him, so we'll talk about the Star Wars because I, I, I think I might have seen this movie when it came out, but it's out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I would have watched any i mean and i mean anything set in space around this time so uh yes. i'm sure i did i'm sure i watch i'm sure this was a blockbuster rental or something uh, i mean you got some good people in it so you got you got <laughs> freddie prince jr in for a film <laughs> when you've got freddie prince jr and matthew lillard who of course will go on to spearhead the scooby-doo franchise i mean are you yeah. does it get any oh, better yeah. than that uh listen as always i will ask would you like to hear the tagline for wing commander Sure. At the edge of our universe, all hell is about to break loose. Wing Commander. 
That's probably sure. promising too much. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So yeah. we'll talk about Wing Commander next week with Mike Gergoni, who will have to endure that. Reed, always a pleasure. We'll definitely have you back. Uh, great. Uh, if for you're even, I mean, I again, we totally expect you to never talk to us ever again. Yeah. <laughs> so that Wait, makes. I'll I, try. I'll would, try my leave. best. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll okay. we'll we'll do some we'll do some uh, therapy with Reed to get our friendship back mm. on track, and then and then we'll see if we can get him back mm. on the show. Uh, but uh, we got a therapist on uh, uh, we got a therapist on call for yeah, well uh, yeah we did it's, it's, it's we, every we work guest. with a we work with a trauma yeah. specialist after this uh, who works on this no uh, re, of course maybe you, maybe we should maybe we should this should be some uh, uh, patron content you know the therapy session <laughs> the therapy session there you go to maintain our friendship now you're yeah. talking. Talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll put in the recordings content, of the really. therapy sessions. Uh, of course, you can hear Reed and Michael uh, every week on Material Components, also on the Punch Up yeah. Entertainment Podcast Network. If you want to hear them playing, uh, you guys don't play D anD. d We've I always talk about this with Gregoni. It's a shorthand colloquial catch all that is D anD. d But it's a it's a live right. live play role playing game that goes on over there yes. Material components. So. yes of mike's own creation it's yes. a world and game system of mike's creation so uh, be sure to currently. check that out and make sure you subscribe to that as well as this show and all the shows mm. from punch up entertainment but that is going to do it for this week's episode of the action shelf i'm john campbell i'm michael isman <laughs> till next week get yourself some action the action show Action Show